Hello, everyone. My name is Rob Corbin, and this is podcast number seven. There may be a couple of podcasts that are uh, earlier numbers that are not appearing, but that's that's okay. Um, anyway, so the uh, the subject of this podcast is about forgiving, and in particular. The question is, how do you forget the past, especially when the pain is still there? So I'm going to share with you some information that I think may benefit you. First of all, we are not a, um, we don't have the ability as human beings to take a certain portion of our lives and cut it out of our memory. You know, we're so enthralled with this high-tech world that we live in where, you know, pretty much anything can be edited, you know, cut and paste or, or you know, reduced in size or enlarged or, you know, putting graphics in there. And, and we can, you know, we can even take videos and, and take a portion out so that to the viewer, you know, what we didn't want them to see is no longer there. But let me tell you something, my friend, when it comes to forgetting the past, uh, we cannot forget the past. There are no hypnotists and others, you know, that can totally erase the past. Some people may say that there's things we can do to repress the past, but um, I have not heard of a definitive way to simply make a part of our memory go away. So what you can do, excuse me, is that you can be at peace with the past. So it's not the event or what happened that determines how we feel. It's how we choose to respond to the event. So how do you do that? So first of all, we have to sometimes take a step back and look at the picture, the bigger picture, because, you know, there's an old saying that, that I can't see the trees because of the forest. And meanwhile, you know, the trees are the forest. And so my point being that, you know, sometimes we don't take a look at the bigger picture when it comes to our feelings. And the bigger picture is, that we can't forget the past. And the answer to being emotionally free is not forgetting the past because that's out of our control. It's remembering the past, that it's a past part of our life, and to accept the fact that although it can't be changed, how we feel about it can be changed. People who harm us is something that we have no control over. We can't control others' other actions, others' actions, and I'm not going to cut and paste this uh, podcast either. So you got to put up with my errors here. But we can choose to not allow something we had no control over to keep us from being emotionally stuck in the past. And um, you know, I call it being emotionally constipated. Uh, I hope that brings a smile to your face because. <laughs> That was the intention. And, you know, the truth is that there's a lot of people walking around 
who are emotionally constipated. And there's no drugstore that sells Xlox or anything else that will, you know, help us dump what I call the emotional doo-doo. Um, and the other thing is there's no benefit in keeping it inside us. There's a lot of benefit in us letting it go. The truth is that no one can hurt us long-term without our permission. There's also another type of hurt, and that's called short-term hurt. And short-term hurt is the initial response to what happened to us in, in the past. You know, we're not robots. And, and when somebody says or does something that really hurts us, it is absolutely certain that we're going to feel a negative reaction. You know, we're going to be hurt. We may be angry, frustrated, and uh, disappointed in a very big way for what happened. And I want to be the first one to say that those feelings are to be expected. We can't stop prevent, preventing ourselves from reacting to something which emotionally hit us in a very negative way. But making a decision to hold on to those feelings for months or years or decades is a choice. And it's a bad choice because it has not one single benefit to us in holding on to that, what I refer to as emotional doo-doo. And, you know, I want to tell you that I, I, I say this with some experience because I lived for 46 years. I'm 66 years old. And I lived for 46 years with anger and bitterness and hate and resentment towards my own father for something that happened to me when I was six years old. Can you imagine that 60 years ago, man? And then one day I figured out that I was sabotaging my own emotional freedom by holding on to all this emotional stuff, which I did for 46 years. So I'd like to give you some advice. First of all, I'd like to suggest that you accept the fact that millions of people every minute of every day throughout this world of ours will say or do something to other people which will harm that other person. And there's not a darn thing we can do about it. But if you want to change the way you feel, then begin to look at the bigger picture and begin to look at the source. Let me explain that. Was the one who harmed you someone who themselves lives with peace and contentment in their lives and is generally a happy person? The answer may be no. And let me tell you what unhappy people do. Unhappy people self-medicate as a way to lessen their own misery, their own sadness in their own lives. And one of the ways to self-medicate is by harming other people emotionally, psychologically, and physically. The other way is to use drugs and alcohol or both as a way to lessen their own stuff, their own misery. And then there's people that are just do all the above. 
you know, they, they, they get loaded on drugs or alcohol or both. And then they come down hard and, you know, vent all their stuff towards us. And then we're the recipient. And then there's people who are clean, meaning that they don't take drugs or alcohol, but they're just generally pissed off people. They're pissed off at life. They're pissed off at themselves. They're not content. And they vent their stuff to us as a way to lessen their own misery. And as a result, we become a victim of their own stuff. Think about that. And when you really think about it, it puts things in a different perspective. And for many people, this can be the beginning of self-healing. Because I want to tell you, all of us deserve to wake up every single day with happiness and peace and contentment in our lives, regardless of what was done in the past. Because here's the deal. Forgiving is a decision. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. And you, my friend, whoever you are, are used to making decisions every single day. Does that make sense? So if you want to get serious about moving forward in your life emotionally and becoming emotionally free, I want to suggest something else to you. I'd like to suggest that you go fetch a, uh, a writing tablet or a notepad and write down exactly what you would say if you were to forgive that person or those people, plural. Okay. Write down exactly what you would say. And to know after you write that down, that the only thing that is separating you from being emotionally free is to make a decision to forgive that person. What you would say is right in front of you. All you need to do is to have a, a talk with yourself and to make a decision. Are you ready to forgive them? Because let me tell you, forgiving someone is not letting them off the hook. It's not invalidating what they did. Making a decision to forgive is all about letting you off the hook so that you're not an emotional slave to someone else's stuff, to someone else's action. So let me tell you a way that you can do this and really make it stick, okay? If you're ready to forgive, if you've read over what I call your truth letter, all right, and that is that that detailed written response of what you would say to someone if you're ready to forgive. Then call a couple of your friends, your most trusted friends, two or three of your most trusted friends, and tell them that you need to forgive someone that you've been holding on to this stuff for, you know, my guess is if you're listening to this, it's been years. That's my guess. Or even decades. Okay. And invite them over for some Diet Coke and, 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 and some uh, chocolate chip cookies or whatever. And ask them 
if they're willing to hold you accountable so that the commitment that you make to forgive is not just between yourself. It involves other people because we can break promises to ourselves all the time. We're really good at that. Making commitments, making promises, and not following through because there's no one holding us accountable. So ask them, are they willing to hold you accountable? And if they say yes, read the letter in front of them and then tear it up because you've done your work. You, you've, you've accomplished your goal because forgiving is a decision. You have stated your decision. And then there's a couple of commitments that are going to need to happen here for this to really stick like glue. One is to commit yourself to contacting them if you ever doubt what happened. Because guess what? All right, You may wake up tomorrow morning and doubt may be a big part of, uh, you know, your brain. You, you may wake up thinking, man, did I really, did I really mean this? You know, I, I know what I said, but do I really mean it? Because I don't feel it. So your commitment to those trusted people is to give them a call and say, hey, guess what? I'm having some doubt. And let them remind you of the commitment that you made and let them support you on that. One, one last thing I want to say in this particular podcast, and that is, you know, <clears throat> I've been doing this for a while, conducting workshops on the subject of forgiveness. And, you know, so many people go to their graves with anger and bitterness and resentment and shame and guilt and remorse and regret. And they're buried with these feelings. It, it, they, the people who have been buried with these feelings have allowed these feelings to become part of their soul. I'm going to step out of my own comfort zone for a minute and say to you that my own belief, this is my own judgment, okay, is that the soul continues to live long after we're gone. And so I believe that we got to take care of our soul now and fix the loose ends in our lives and do what it takes to be emotionally free without delay. Because tomorrow is a mystery. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. And so there, you know, the, the, the truth is, and we can all agree on this, that there is no certainty that what we can do today we can do tomorrow. And again, all you're doing is making a decision. You're writing it down, you're following through, and you're allowing other people to hold you accountable. And then guess what? Tomorrow, you can wake up feeling differently than you do right now. Because the truth is time waits for no one. It won't wait for you. And so get it done. If you get it done, Here's what's going to happen. You're going to be your own best friend and you're going to begin to love yourself like you should love yourself. It starts with forgiving. My name is Rob Corbin. I hope you'll visit my website, CorbinSeminars.com or my Facebook page, Corbin Seminars. And uh, I'm going to continue to do these podcasts. So I'd like to welcome you to keep in touch and, um, and the other thing is I'd, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, 
you know, re- response to me is my paycheck. I don't get paid for doing this. I do it from my heart. And the fuel that keeps me going is hearing from people um, who uh, I've able, you know, been able to share my own experiences with. And so, you know, if, if this resonated with you, and especially if you're going to take my advice and actually follow through on what I've suggested, I'd really like to hear from you. So uh, you can contact me again at Corbin Seminars. I've got a contact page or Facebook uh, or Twitter or, you know, whatever you want to do. So uh, anyway, thank you for listening. And uh, I, uh, I'll see you soon, as they say. Okay. Ciao for now.